Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth installment of the FPCA podcast. I'm your host, Joey Ingerbertson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Aaron Thompson, Connor Stem, and Nicolette Rojo. Today, we have a Meet the Member segment with special guest, Marissa Bayer. Now, Marissa has just recently started her career in college athletics, but already has vast experience in the athletic departments of uh, University of South Carolina, Georgia State University, Furman University, and is now the marketing and fan experience assistant at the University of Cincinnati. How are you doing today, Marissa? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. We're excited to have you on the podcast, excited to hear all about your experiences and whatnot. So, why don't you just go ahead and start off and tell us a bit about yourself, about your experiences in college athletics and some of your aspirations and goals for your uh, future in college athletics. For sure. And it's so funny, you listing off all those schools, it's so crazy, like how far I've come in just like two years. But yeah, so I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, grew up playing sports, played basketball, did swimming, tried soccer for a year, and then eventually decided to stick with basketball. So I was very fortunate to get a full scholarship to attend Wofford College, which is a very small Division I school in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and was there for four years and kind of got to rebuild the basketball program there and the culture and had a great experience there, as a lot of athletes typically do. They go through their time as a student athlete and don't really take a lot of time to figure out what they want to do. So I kind of went back and forth saying I wanted to do marketing or management, but didn't really know what avenue to take with that. And then did a couple of internships, but nothing in the sports world. Uh, Wofford is a liberal arts college, so we had no sports management program or sport business classes or like anything along those lines. So I really had no idea about anything of the business side of sports. So it was pretty random how I chose to decide to go to grad school and actually get into this industry. I was sitting down with the head of marketing for just the university after completing an internship where I worked with her. And she was like, so what do you want to do? And I said, I honestly, I don't really know. I guess I want to go into marketing, but I don't really know in what capacity. And she was like, well, have you ever thought about sports marketing? And I said, I have literally no idea what that is. And she started laughing and she was like, yeah, just kind of do some research and see if that's something like along the lines of what you'd be interested in. And so I went to my head coach probably at the end of our season. So I think March of 2019. And I was like, hey, I think I want to try to go into sports marketing. Like, is there any way you can help me? I know it's kind of last second to go to grad school in the fall. And he was like, well, actually, my oldest daughter, who I wasn't very familiar with because she was older, he was like, well, my oldest daughter is in the master's program at South at University of South Carolina. So if you want, like, you can get on the phone with her, kind of talk to her about the program and see if that's something that you would be interested in. So I did, and she had nothing but like positive things to say. And it turns out that's the only school that I applied to and got into. And so I started in August of 2019 at University of South Carolina. And so that was my first experience working in the sports industry. So obviously kind of got to see a little bit of behind the scenes as like an athlete, but it's funny because you don't really pay attention to like all the people that are working your games. You're just kind of like, oh, they're there. Like, I wonder what they do. And so... That was my first time interning in the marketing department, um, was under that staff. And that's kind of when I fell in love. Um, And it's funny because I think 
the South Carolina versus Alabama football game was probably like the hottest game I'll ever work in my life. And we were putting out like, I can't even remember how many, probably like 6,000 rally tiles in the student section. And that was like probably one of the roughest days ever. But once we got into like the game atmosphere and was kind of in that environment, I was like, this is like awesome. Like, why doesn't everyone want to do this? And so obviously when you first start out as an intern, you're doing very like basic job duties and kind of learning about what that job actually entails. Um, and so I enjoyed all of it and just kept, you know, trying to get more responsibility and job duties and things like that. Um, and then was kind of the number two for tennis. Um, so helping learning how to write scripts and putting music together and implementing some of their promotions and things like that, you know, was helping as much as I could with basketball because obviously USC basketball um, is huge. And then obviously COVID hit. And so I was looking for like paid internships or just, you know, other experiences that I could get. And uh, the whole time I was in grad school, I wasn't even networking. Like I didn't really know what that meant or like how to do that. And so it wasn't until COVID hit that I had all that time to actually learn like how to network and like who I wanted to network with. And so at the same time I was doing that and trying to figure out what my next step was and was in line for a couple of like pretty good internships. Then obviously COVID kind of ruined those um, for me, which was fine. And so then eventually that's how I ended up at Georgia State University and interned with them. And I think at that point I had networked with so many people that I knew what boxes I needed to check to get like a entry level position. And so obviously like I had gotten great experience at South Carolina and then when I got to Georgia State, I was like, okay, like these are the things I need to learn how to do. And then like, I should be able to, you know, interview well enough to get like a marketing assistant position. So that experience at Georgia State wasn't all what I had wanted it to be. And I think it just depends on the type of department you go to, um, where some departments, they need like all the help they can get and they'll give you like everything. And then other departments, they like have difficulty like delegating certain things, like they're used to it being just them. So they have difficulty like giving you more um, than probably they want to give. So, but I got out of it. I feel like the best that I could and, and did enjoy my time there. And then essentially the Furman position opened up because the Southern Conference had all their fall sports in the spring. So they were looking to hire somebody because they knew it was going to be insane with football, basketball, volleyball, and soccer all happening at the same time. Um, which was crazy. So then it came down to my boss at Georgia State was interested in offering me a position to stay there. So at the time I wasn't getting paid and then he was offering me like a paid marketing assistant type of position. And then at the same time, the Furman opportunity presented itself and I interviewed for that. And then my former boss from Furman offered me that position. So I was having a lot of difficulty deciding what I felt like the next step was. And then ultimately, I kind of just picked who I felt like would be a better boss because whoever the better boss is, is who I know that like I'll work like, excuse my language, but like work my ass off for. So, um, so I ended up going with Furman and obviously I didn't know a ton about him, but in our one interview, I got like a really good impression from him and just felt like he believed in me more than I did in myself <laughs> because I was only an intern and had never run a sport before. 
Um, and so in that role with Furman, I got to oversee women's basketball, men's soccer, volleyball, and softball. Um, so it was crazy taking like such a big jump, but I think I needed to be pushed um, into that, into a role like that. So I definitely feel like I made um, the better decision at that time and loved my time at Furman. And like I said, got to oversee all those sports, got to oversee our interns. Um, so that was really interesting to take on like a lot of leadership roles. And then um, I was looking to stay on at Furman, you know, love my boss and have, or my old boss and have so many great things to, to say about him. Um, and then I kind of just decided to, you know, maybe put my name out there and apply for jobs and kind of see like where I stood. Like I felt like I got a good amount of experience. So then it came down to, I was interviewing for other jobs and Cincinnati offered me. Um, and the funny thing is my boss now at Cincinnati is one of the people I networked with actually in the fall. So the two directors there at the time I had um, met, I've, I had heard of them from somebody else. So they had like recommended me to Sabrina, who's my boss. Um, so his name was Brad Keen and he's at Penn State. You guys may or may not be familiar with him, but he was like, so I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. But when I was first networking, Brad was like one of the first people I met from one of Chris Grazi's Zoom meetings. And he was like, you know, based on your personality, like, I feel like Sabrina would be like a good person for you to talk to, et cetera, et cetera. So then like I get on a call with her and like we just talk briefly and she's awesome. Talked to the other former director that was at Cincinnati at the time, like she was great. So it was nice that when I went to apply for that position, I kind of had already helped myself a little bit by like pre-introducing myself. So I would say it helped get my name towards like the top, but at the same time, like you still have to like earn that position. So went through the interview process with her and really liked all the things that she had to say and everything. So that was like one of the most difficult decisions I had to make because like I said, I loved my boss at Furman and I was nervous to leave a positive culture with the thought that well like what if I leave the school and go to another one knowing that I'm leaving something good and then I end up in a school with a bad culture and like regret leaving so in obviously there were a lot of other factors in terms of like job responsibilities and what I would get out of it and etc so um, it was a very difficult decision to make um, my mentors were very helpful in that process of evaluating like the pros and cons and then Ultimately, I decided to take the job um, a week after she offered it to me. Um, but yeah, so I took that job and started July 6th and then have just been like guns a blazing since then. And so in my role now, I oversee volleyball and now as of recent women's basketball, um, amongst a lot of other things. So it's kind of been a crazy jump from like being an intern to like full-time role to being at Cincinnati and being thrown like 50,000 things. So it's been very interesting to say the least. Oh, that's, that's great. You've had in just a short amount of time, just short two, two years, had a lot of experience in a lot of things. So across those uh, different experiences, could you explain why, um, college athletics is your passion like what what makes you passionate and want to 
work in called a flex compared to something else? I think originally it started off as like me being a student athlete and you know you notice when the stands are full and when they're not and so I feel like specifically like when I'm working with women's basketball I feel like I have like a chip on my shoulder because I was very salty when we would not have a high attendance and I never thought at that time that there was a job that's actually like dedicated to those things and then like as I've interned and like worked in full-time positions I just really appreciate like the impact that people in marketing or just in college athletics can have on fans and like one my like favorite example happened when I was at Furman um and like these are the things that like I'm like this is why I do this like it's not because of I'm salty about basketball attendance but um so when I was at Furman at one of our football games we just did this like promotion where we would give out these like gift bags um, when we would make a field goal and so myself and a couple interns we went and we were passing them out and I gave one um, to this man's wife and like didn't think anything of it as you would when you're passing out stuff you're just like giving it out left and right and so then I went back to like our like marketing area and her husband like walked over to where we were and like tapped the DJ and asked the DJ to like have me like come up to him and so I went up to him and he was like, hey, like, I just wanted to let you know that like my wife is battling cancer right now. And like you giving her that gift bag, like really just made like her whole day, like her week, whatever, whatever she said. And like in that moment, I was just like, you really have no idea, like the impact that you can have on somebody like to other people. It may be like some stupid giveaway, but like to them, it could mean something like more than that. So like there are just times like that where I'm like, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Um, Marissa, that's such a great story. I kind of teared up a little bit, <laughs> cry baby. But um, so my question for you, what skills as a student athlete, um, as you pre previously mentioned, have you carried over into your fan experience work? I mean, it's probably a little cliche, but like time management and communication have been like the two biggest things time management just in terms of prioritizing because you'll have a long to-do list of things that you have to get done that day so kind of learning and I'm still learning how to do this of prioritizing the big things versus the little things um, sometimes it's easier to quickly get through like 20 little things but understanding crap like I should have been spending time like on this one big thing that's obviously important. And then communication. That was something that as a captain and just a student athlete in general, we had to be good at, whether it was like post-game interviews or just talking to fans and just being able to like present yourself in a professional way. And I like to be goofy with my interns, if I'm being honest, and you can ask my boss and my coworker, Brad, like I like to be goofy with them, but at the same time, like have being professional and communicating well. And it's funny because I think I'm like decent at communicating. And then when you get into college athletics where it's like so chaotic, you really have to like over communicate a lot of the things that like you're being told from somebody else or like that you're working on and you have to communicate that with them um, just because like everyone has so many things going on. So like the better that you can like communicate, whether it's email or phone call or whatever the case may be, um, the easier that it is. So I think those are two two things, especially that I learned from being um, a student athlete. My question is, you talked about how 
your whole career and your interest in college athletics started as a student athlete, Mm -hmm. as a basketball player, shout out to the Hoopers, as a former Hooper myself. But oftentimes I hear it a lot, not just in my grad school program, but just throughout networking and in general, a common question that pops up is whether they're in high school athletics or even just as a collegiate athletic, how do I, they're kind of stuck where they don't know because you've brought that up where you had a little bit of trouble figuring out at first what to do because even whether regardless if you're at a UConn program like UConn or a small division three or a junior college level there's a lot of it's a full-time job as an F being in a a Mm -hmm. sport so I guess really my question is what advice do you have for those student athletes who are current whether they're currently in a sport or even just recent grads who are trying to figure out what they really want to do but it's a little tougher for them because of the sport and lifts and just everything around especially now with NIL yeah and it's crazy because there six of our interns are student athletes across like basketball we have two baseball players um, a track and field a soccer player and a volleyball player so obviously the ones that are in season aren't actually interning with us until the spring but it amazes me because I'm like how are you guys even interning with us now like even if it's just working events I felt like I didn't have not would not have had time for internships but like I said I kind of just was like other student athletes of just like floating through college and just was like ah, like figure it out at the end but honestly I think that if I would have spent more time okay really trying to like sit down or like maybe if there were counselors and I think it's more common now um, in like student athlete development departments in college athletics that do a really good job of helping these student athletes figure out what they want to do post-grad because we didn't really have those types of resources at Wofford like we did but it wasn't pushed on us hard enough so we were kind of all like eh like I have a resume or eh, I have a LinkedIn or like but we didn't actually like focus on those things and so on top of that like if I would have done internships like just in marketing in like at Wofford I think that I would have felt a lot better going into grad school. Whereas when I went to grad school, I felt super behind one because I'm in grad school and I have zero experience. I'm like interning with undergrads who have like two years of experience and I feel like I know nothing. So I felt very behind for a long time. And that's why once I got to Furman, I felt like I was finally getting to like learn not just like the fun parts of what we do but actually more of like the business side of what we do so yeah I would definitely say dipping your toe in some capacity in internships because ultimately like they are there to like help you figure out what you want to do but they're also there to help you figure out what you don't want to do so I definitely got lucky um, with sticking with sports marketing but I think if I would have hated it it would have maybe helped me navigate to maybe a different department whether it was development or sponsorships or creative who knows I like I said I got lucky um but again I felt very behind uh, when I was in grad school it was tough on top of not being a student athlete I was like what am I doing with my life so um I was definitely lucky and had a lot of really good opportunities and professors at South Carolina that kind of helped me like navigate that whole year right so you've had a lot of different experiences in a variety of different levels of college athletics from playing at a smaller D1 school to 
working at some smaller schools to uh, SEC and uh, now a Big 12 school, I guess, technically. Yeah. Uh, so for you, what are the things you'd like smaller schools and bigger schools? And is, are there major differences you've noticed about bigger and smaller schools? Oh, gosh. Um, probably. So the smaller schools, obviously, there's less staff. So I think that people overlook the smaller D1 schools or the D2 schools. And it's crazy to me because I've never applied to school saying I want to go to a power five. Like that's not really, and there's nothing wrong with having that goal, but that's not really something I ever cared about. Like to me, it was more just like, you know, what experiences am I going to get out of it? And so it's funny when people like almost everyone says like, I want to go to a power five, but I learned so much about so many different areas at Furman. Like granted, the resources are going to be different than at an AAC school or now will be Big 12 soon. But the Furman position is really what helped me strengthen like my Photoshop skills. That's when I started to actually like teach myself InDesign. Um, And so, for example, like at Furman, we didn't have a graphic design department. So it was myself. Carly, who is our head of like creative services, and then my boss, Ty. The three of us made the graphics for all the sports. Granted, the SIDs use like box out sports for some things, but like all the graphics were made by us. So every day I was making graphics at Furman, I swear. And then I got to Cincinnati and like I almost never do because obviously we have a creative team that does a lot of those things. So it really helped me strengthen like those types of skills. Um, as an intern, I didn't have a lot of experience directing games. And then Furman, I was just like thrown into it, um, especially with women's basketball, which is um, a bigger sport. So there's definitely so many positives about working at a smaller school, especially if you're trying to figure out what you want to do. Um, so that's why I said I loved my time at Furman um, and still talk to my boss this day um, and everything. But and then, like I said, the difference with Cincinnati is it's I feel like it's just on a different level in certain ways and um, there's just different things that I'm learning that I didn't learn at Furman so just for example like I never knew much about email marketing I didn't do any of it at Furman and now I do a lot of it (laughs) at Cincinnati Um, and then like digital advertising was something that I wasn't familiar with at all and I'm still like learning right now. <laughs> like this is a very new uh, thing to me, but is very common across like the sports industry is obviously going digital, digital tickets, digital advertising, the things like that. So um, it just feels like very elevated. And that's why I said that's where like the communication piece comes into it. Cause like you can have an idea, but it takes literally every like external department to like bring that idea to life. Um, So that's what I feel like the difference is, but I mean, both have pros and cons to them. Now, last question I have for you. um, In all of your experiences that you've had so far, what would you say is the most important um, thing you've learned, whether it be a trait, whether it be a um, a skill of some kind that you can take forward to your future uh, positions that will most uh, benefit you? Um, probably not being afraid to like ask questions and or networking. I feel like all of us talk about networking, but like it really, I think 
made a huge difference in like learning about what college, like working in marketing in college athletics actually entails. Um, so that and like asking questions, I think I didn't do enough of that when I was an intern at South Carolina. Like a lot of times we would come in and just like sit there and not really ask them like, hey, is there something you has to work on? Um, and that's something that like my interns at Cincinnati are learning too is to like not be afraid to like ask questions and like if you don't know how to do something like just ask us and we'll teach you because if you don't ask us and something gets screwed up we're going to be mad at you um but yeah just keep asking for more experience and I think that's one of the the great things about our internship department here specifically is because when I was an intern there weren't not that there weren't at all but there are very few opportunities to learn how to run the video board, running music, writing scripts, um, and getting close to actually like directing a game. And at Cincinnati, like, so I oversee volleyball and I direct the game. And one of my interns does video board. One of my interns does a music computer. And another intern is like our main person for all of our like on-court activations. And I don't know how common that is across other departments. So maybe that's just like my lack of knowledge, but I'm just basing it on like the experiences I had that I don't think it's super common to like three of your four main people for like a big school for volleyball is like all interns running those things. So um, they may not realize it now, but they're getting really good experience being able to do those things. Cause like I said, when I was an intern, I didn't run video board or music um, very rarely wrote scripts and things like that. So I don't know if they're, I think they're starting to understand that like once you they go to interview for jobs, they can say like, I've written a marketing plan. I ran video board at all the volleyball games. Like I've ran music at like a bunch of the basketball games or I've led all the on-court stuff at basketball. Like not everyone can say that as an intern. So yeah, that's what I think one of the positive things is being able to ask questions. Yeah, definitely one of the most important things that people don't want to do sometimes, but no one knows everything. You got to ask, ask to learn sometimes. and It's very important. Yeah, you can ask my boss. I ask, we, me and my coworker, Brad, bother her every day with questions. So like, I never feel like I know more than other people. Like I've learned so much, but I still feel like I have such a long way to go. So I'm asking her questions every single day about stuff of course very important for us all to learn that early in our careers hopefully so we're able to take that throughout so that will conclude our fourth installment of the fpca podcast uh thank you for taking the time to join join us and tell us a little bit about yourself marissa awesome thanks for having me and thank you to our listeners and be sure to join us for our next podcast where we'll have our a guest speaker, Doug Gillen, who is the athletic director at Appalachian State University. Thank you all.